Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're joined by Chad Greenway, former NFL linebacker who played an 11-year career with the Minnesota Vikings. He is one of the co-owners of Great Oak Vodka, Awesome conversation about Great Duck Vodka itself, some of the stuff they got going on in the future, as well as his playing days in the NFL. We ask him some funny questions about the Metrodome. Just really a great all-around interview. We're going to give you guys our Vegas recap. We're back. We're brain dead. We're broke. But uh, morale is high, about as high as it could be, and uh, we want to tell you guys the full experience. We're also going to get into our bits of the week and end the show off with buy or sell, kind of buying or selling famous people, places, things like their stocks. So all of that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. First name greatest. All right, friends. Welcome back. To another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Boss Man, just joined by journalist Jake and producer Cam. We got back from Las Vegas at about 2 a.m. Central Time last night. Um, luckily, did not work today. Didn't work our full-time jobs, which was a fantastic decision. But uh, we're still feeling the pain, man. I've, Vegas is it, it's a, it's a place that you need to recover from for like a fucking week. I don't know what it is about that. I think it's just how stimulating it is all the time mm-hmm. on top of just the, the poor physical decisions you make. But uh, yeah, I'm still just like, uh, I still feel like shit. Yeah. Like I said, like it was, it's a clutch move to not have to work the next day, but like I, you know, it, you're never going to recover from that. Like in, for, it's going to at least be some time because like my brain is just shot. Right it's now. just not yeah. working. It just, it's just not working. It's just, cause I mean, it's, it's not just the drinking, but it's the, you know, also for us not being in the sun a lot, we were in the sun a lot. The whole like, weekend. That kills you. Like, that will make you tired. That will fatigue you. That will dehydrate you on top of all the drinking, walking around, doing a bunch of other shit, staying up late, no sleep. It, you come back and you're just you're just shot. I literally slept all day today. And I am pr- I have tomorrow off too. Probably going to do the same thing tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where you still sleep a lot when you come back, but you're like more tired when you wake up. It's, yeah. it, it has the reverse effect that it should have. And, and I don't quite understand it, but let's just break it down a little bit. We don't have to get into everything. I know everyone doesn't want to hear about our entire vacation, but Wednesday we got there. And for everyone who says five days is just too aggressive. Why would you go to Vegas for five days? It's like, okay, it really isn't that bad. As long as you plan things out that don't involve you getting fucked up. Yeah. So we, journalist Jake and I played golf when we got there. We had, we had a, we had a 2 p.m. tea time. Uh, Bubba was also down in Vegas, as you can see, smoking and eating cigarettes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that part later. But oh. golf was fun. We got to play with two two local guys who were who were from the Vegas area, and you know us being from Minnesota, we were complete opposite people, but we had fun. Yeah, it was nice to actually get back out on a golf course, you know, and not playing. I haven't played, obviously, as much on a simulator as you have, but 
it was nice to get back out in like open air and no snow on the ground or no like right now it's like slush and crap so mm-hmm. it's like and it's it was a little it was nice to be in an open spot sun a little warm to get out there lose golf balls again it was a it was a, it was a great time a great way to kick off the uh the uh the weekend and the shenanigans but it was uh, yeah. it was a good time and uh thursday we attended a vegas nights game all of us had heavy amounts of money on it which made it fun but like nothing against the wild, but when you go to a Knights game, you realize like it's on a different level. It's the the show they put on. It's legitimately just a party. Yeah, it's it's a party, and like we were in this lounge. It's literally like a giant giant bar lounge overlooking the ice. It's literally a club in the freaking. It was like a club in the arena, and we're just there drinking, getting hammered, betting on the games, having a great time. And yeah, like the wild. I don't think that I think the show. The show that they put on in Vegas would not work in Minnesota. I think there's too many like older people, older people, Midwesterners, yeah. and people yeah. are more like slow, easy living. They just want more for the hockey. You know, they live more for the hockey. So I think people would just get pissed off and complain if they did that here. But it the the it's literally a performance. It's an it's a show you're going to more than just a hockey game. Like the 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 stuff they have during intermission breaks and before the game, like the nights. Like on the ice doing a sword fight, mm-hmm. that was insane. Yeah, on fucking ice skates. On skates, <laughs> it was insane to see that. I, I also expected to be a bunch of strippers on skates. Uh, that never ended up coming to fruition. But um, the knights fighting was pretty cool. The way they just project like a screen onto the ice, and it was like that video where that knight was out in public, and I think a panther ran at him. He stabbed the shit out of her. I don't yeah. remember exactly what happened, but. It's just insane. Like they, they literally have signs around the arena, and they have to flash the message on the screen. Like if you have epilepsy, mm-hmm. please look away during the beginning of this show because there's going to be intense lasers and and movements and motions. It, like that's how insane it is. It just shows that Vegas like desperately needs an NBA and MLB team. Yes, get Vegas more sports, please. Like especially, I would say MLB more because like younger people, like MLB is struggling to get young people. Like they can make it so fun for anyone. Imagine, yeah. Can you imagine like going to Vegas and watching a game, uh, Knights game, but then going to watch a baseball game in Las Vegas? Like that would yeah. be, and what the and the stuff they could do at a baseball stadium, and everything. It's just, it's, and then even like outside of the arena, it's just, it's the party. They have like mm-hmm. a concert they going on. They have a DJ on. going on they have, like, outside. Three or four bars up there, like a huge stage. Like it's a, it's a damn like nightclub party, like outdoor party. If you've been to that outdoor park outside of U.S. Bank that has like the Longhorn and the or the um the long bar, yeah the long bar or whatever. Or, yeah, whatever that bar is yeah. called, and then like they have like a deep, like that whole village. They have that around the Knights Arena, so like you're, it feels like you're at a football game, but you're you're pre gaming a hockey game. It was a hockey tailgate. It was the it was the coolest thing ever. And I want to point out the fact that the Las Vegas Knights have to have some of the best merchandise sales in the league because yeah. when you walk into the arena immediately within the front door, there is a line that goes all the way around the corner, it to just to get into the apparel shop. Like they couldn't let that many people in because it would be a fucking disaster. But it, like you got to think, there's all these tourists coming there. You get to see this awesome hockey team who's done very well and has just a really cool brand and, and image, and everybody just like wants to buy stuff. Like none of these people going to the game are probably natives. Mm-hmm. It's all tourists like us who are just like who want to experience being a night fan for the night, and they buy so much stuff. So like. I mean, imagine like if the hockey lodge was like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could have more money to just do stuff with, but like these Vegas teams, man, they, they just got to make so much from the merch. Yeah, I was a little curious about uh, you know how many fans like 
that you see wearing the Knights jerseys and they're cheering on the Knights, doing the damn Go Knights Go chant. They're just reminding me of Go Paco. It does sound like Go Paco. <laughs> yes. It, 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 well, I'm like, I, I thought I, their goal song would have been cooler, though. True. Yeah, it was very well, it, dull. It's, everyone just yells Go Knights Go during the during, when they score a goal. It's like, you guys aren't even going to use any music? I didn't even recognize like the tune that they used either. I was like, I've yeah, and it was, yeah. it was really faint, too. Yeah. Like, you didn't even know what it was. Like, it, it just use something from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Do 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 Lord of the Rings. Ding 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 ding. Go Knights, go! I say we should be in the marketing department. I know, hire us. Knights games, but no. But I was just curious, like how many fans are actually like native natives? Because I know it's a growing metropolitan area, so there are people genuinely that are locals there. But like on top of the people who, yeah, there's probably just a lot of locals and tourists. Like I feel bad for the team. It's like, yeah, you have an electric team, electric atmosphere, but how much are there actually truly fans other than tourists? They're just buying into like, it's like an event or a concert you're going to for the night or something like that. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's still, it is an awesome experience and they have a hell of a hockey team. They're, they're running up right behind the wild right now. And, it's a little nerve-wracking. I will say it is impressive, like, from the locals I did talk to, because they haven't been there that long, like, how passionate they already are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, success helps for the, for that right away. But, like, the last time I was in Vegas, I went to, like, a night's watch party, and it was, like, a lot of locals, and it was, like, impressive. Like, they were going crazy. We got to see that little prick Jack Eichel play. Yeah. Oh, I think they, they benched him. Over they benched him in their entire yeah. third period. I didn't even recognize hurt. he... Okay, that's why. Yeah. They but, gave up so much for him, and... <laughs> For Alex Tuck, who they should have never have got rid of, he's a franchise player now. Mark Andre Fleury, Mark Andre Fleury, we have now, thank God. Yes, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that later. Which is crazy, and and then they all for seemingly to get Jack Eichel, who literally got benched in the third <sighs> period, who looked like shit out yeah. there. Yeah, that was funny. It, we'll get into that later because there are wild fans who wanted him. But anyways, just to finish off the recap of the trip, uh, Friday we went to Stadium Swim, met Annie Agar, super yeah. super. Good connection to make. She yeah, wants to do nice, some stuff yeah. with ten thousand takes. She she saw the Kirk thing. She didn't. She, didn't she say I was going to say you looked like Kirk Cousins? Didn't she say that too? Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, when I first ran into her, I'm like, we actually had Kirk on our podcast. We've we've uh, we do like I think Wags is next to me. He said he does a Kirk pitch. He's like, I was going to mention you kind of look like Kirk Cousins, and I did an impression in front of her. I was pr- kind of drunk, but I mean, she enjoyed it. She liked it, and we made and you met her too as well. And we made we had a. You know, made a she's a good connection to have because she's fantastic. She makes fantastic content online mm-hmm. about every NFL team. It's hilarious. So definitely gonna maybe um, build that connection, see where that goes, and and see if uh, there could be any collabs in the future for for content. I uh, I wanted to talk to her with you guys on Friday, but I was way too nervous. Yeah, she, she's she's so pretty. She is she is she is <laughs> it, uh, she is, is gorgeous. It, it it for those for those who are wondering, she makes yeah she makes kind of comedic NFL content. I think she works for Bally Sports, but she mm-hmm. does. She does these like really good bits where uh, she she pretends like Monday after football week is like a meeting room and like like the boss is talking to each person in the business about like what they did wrong kind of and it's mm-hmm. this back and forth and she always has like she always takes like these funny photos or like these like photos of her out on the town and just uses like the funniest captions mm-hmm. like oh I, I was gonna I was gonna wear red today but then I remembered that like this happened or something mm-hmm. so um, but yeah, I ended up talking to her on Saturday and I told her, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was going to talk to you yesterday with those guys, but I was way too nervous. <laughs> she was flattered by that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Look, she, she, I think she's a Packer fan, right? I think yeah, she's, she I think is. she's a Packer fan. I, for whatever reason, I thought she was a Detroit fan, but I mean, uh, but no, she's a Packer fan. So I know we had like mentioned to her, like, uh, you know, this, 
being that we're Vikings fans are like, well, you know, a lot of this brand is Vikings based, you know, that we could do, you know, of course, a lot of Vikings Green Bay content and she could come to come out here for a game or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to do there because, yeah, she I was going to say, too, with some of her stuff it reminds me kind of like Wyatt's World, yeah. you know, NFL yeah. therapy stuff. But right. she does something a little different. Um, but it's it's that it's just that funny, you know, humorous stuff regarding, you know, the NFL specifically. It's just it's it's great content. Yeah, uh, one night Jake got, uh, or one day, I guess this happened during the day, Jake uh, was so inebriated he threw up through his hand onto his shirt. Uh, yeah, we had, we had a friend down there who had a cabana, and it was unlimited drink, shots. Um, there were some high noon chugging contests that happened. Oh um, brain, yeah, brain freeze, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we were hanging out in the in the, the circus swim pool. But Jake, how much of that do you remember? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, if you, it was it was that day. Um, we, we, it's on our, it's on our socials when I was doing the party boy bit. Oh yeah. Um, it was that day and I was a little drunk then, but that was pretty, you know, I knew a lot what was going on. That then. was at like noon. Yeah. That was at like, this was, yeah, this was noon. And then yeah, we were over to the cabana and I was just being fed shots, like fed shots out of very expensive, whatever it was to Tequila, Tequila Ace of Spades was yeah, in there. Yes. I mean, it was very good, very smooth, but oh my gosh, it was, I had a lot of it. And at one point, like, I don't remember being around the stadium swim. I looked at my phone today and I, I was taking selfies in a hot tub um, <laughs> with you guys uh, down by stadium swim. And I'm like, how did I not drop my phone? How did I not walk in there with my phone in my pocket or in hand? Because I don't remember really any of that. And then I just remember going to the place called Victory Burger. Very good burgers because I ate there the day before when I was more sober. But we went there then that day. And I remember I'm like, I think I ordered a beer or something. Never drank it. I think I was claiming I ordered a burger. I never ordered a burger. And then I started walking oh, to the yeah. bathroom. Oh, so you, you passed out on yeah. on on the table and I drank your beer. Oh, that's that's totally fine. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Because, yeah, you did order a beer. Okay. The funniest part, I don't know if you remember this, but back to the hot tub real quick, because we were all on the hot tub, and you almost got kicked out of it because you, you were kept swimming, swimming like fucking Michael oh, Phelps no, in the and then, and then, I don't remember and that. And then he would, like, he would try to drown himself. Like, he, yeah. like, like, like you guys know when, when you, like, lay in a pool and you exhale and you slowly sink to the bottom? He's doing that. The lifeguard is like tapping me. She's like, "Hey, make him stop doing that. Like he's scaring me, and I'm kicking him. And then you can't surface, and you're like, "Oh, what? We're like, you can't go under." And then you like, would, oh. I remember that. And then you immediately just start swimming like Michael Phelps. And, like, and she's like, "Can't do that either." So I remember a little bit. Like I remember I we this this hot tub was not very big. No, no. no like so, if, I was if, if you die in that, that's natural selection. So I was just see. I don't. I brief barely remember that. But so I was okay. Yeah, I was doing that. Okay. Yeah, but and then, yeah. Then we went up to the circa. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, we went up to Victory Burger and that in the Circa. And then I remember I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I, I don't remember, like, I probably had to take a piss or something. I started walking across the casino and started almost vomiting. <laughs> and I, I I did vomit. I, I, like, tried to hold it in and, like, sprayed through my hand onto the floor. <laughs> and on your shirt. And onto my shirt. Your white shirt. And, and my and That my says party, party Boy on it. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man. My dude. And then I made it to the bathroom. I think I did vomit <laughs> the rest in the bathroom, but then I think that's when you guys found me on a pole. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So out. Cam and I Cam and I were like we both had to go to the bathroom and uh we like we like came back and we were like wonder where Jake is because I think we went we went in there originally to go check on you because we thought you were passed out in a toilet like you always yeah, love yeah, to do. Typical. And uh and yeah, we walk out and you're sitting there just like sleeping uh, against a pillar. Yeah. 
Just like in your flip flops and your See, party boy shirt that has puke all over I it. I think I like. I think I partially remember that because I think like Cam or so, I think I remember you Cam. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. <laughs> like, let's go. I'm, I'm like, I just and I'm just. Oh man! And then, and then we walked from the Circa back to the D, which is where we were staying. I, we were on Fremont yeah. Street, and we we. Uh, <laughs> I tried like being a volunteer for that guy's magic act. Yeah. So I kind of remember there was that. a magic act going, and they needed a volunteer. And we kept trying to push Jake out there, and eventually he, he kept saying like no. And then eventually he goes, "Yeah, get that drunk motherfucker out of my face." <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did say that. And then I, but I do clearly remember getting pictures with those two like flamingo women, flamingo women, or whatever the hell. And, you, it was. and if you guys zoom in on that photo, you can see the puke. You on can shirt. see the puke on my shirt. The best part is the next day we're at stadium swim again. I'm, I think someone's like, Jake, what the fuck is all over your shorts? He's like, Oh, it's just throw up residue. So I, I had a little bit of throw up. I'm like, I don't have another swimsuit. So whatever. I'm going to go in the pool and chlorine will kill it. Yeah. That's the point of chlorine, right? Exactly. Right. The, the kill shit. But I don't know how that night though, like I came back and passed out and I just wake up to people like drinking and, and people are yelling like Bubba's in there. Uh, you know, people are yelling in our hotel room. And I remember I just got up, but I don't know how I got back up. And did, just drunk and confused. Night. And then, yeah, we just went back out and rallied. We, yeah. we did. And then, uh, well, finally, our last night there, uh, we were drinking all day at Stadium Swim again, met up with Annie again. Um, we're just kind of hanging out. And uh, Jake and I both decided to go out and meet some friends at, uh, I think it was around midnight or one after we had been drinking all day. And, uh, we did a few shots there, and for both of us, it just went black. I mean, do you, it, like looking back on it, very scary night. I was I was wandering around Las Vegas by my. We got separated by myself until six in the morning when I finally got an Uber. They kept trying to pick me up, and I, I like the the pickup places are sometimes weird with Uber. Like they won't pick up certain places. They're like, well, you know, you gotta. I'll pick you up like two blocks away. Like the app just sucks. <laughs> I tried ordering seven different Ubers and none of them picked. Thank God they all like were all like refunded. But the one that finally picked me up, I saw it was like 6.07 a.m. Don't there's just hours that are unaccounted for somehow got back to the hotel room. And and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, holy shit, Jake, when do we leave? He goes, oh, you were alone. And I was alone, too. Yeah, no, I was alone. Well, I got separated from the people we were there with at some outdoor bar. That was cool, actually. I can remember it was a dope yeah. spot. And then I remember losing you, you, and I briefly remember walking into this place. I, I found my way into a damn piano bar where people were surrounding this piano guy and just telling him what to sing. And he's like singing Elton John. It was actually really good. But like I, it was such a blur. Like it was so weird. Like, and I'm like by myself, don't know where I'm at, you know? And then I remember walking up to another bar, trying to talk to a couple more people and they were clearly ignoring me because I'm very drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember, like, I just remember then trying to like, okay, I need to go. And I remember like, I barely remember ordering the Uber and I don't know how I found it. And, yeah. and then I show up to the hotel at who knows what time and I walk in, I don't see you in bed. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Like in the, in I, the I very well could have been robbed or murdered Yeah. because I was very inebriated by, by myself in a foreign, actually in a very dangerous city. Yes. Um, so you know what? We're, uh, we live to tell the tale. We're thankful that we both made it back somehow without anything going wrong. Um, well, when we were in your like your guys' room and Jack, you said you were leaving. I was so close to getting up and walking with you, but then something told me it was like, just don't do it. And I'm so happy I didn't because one, probably would have died with my luck, and two, I felt so much better the next day than you guys did. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, the next day, listen to this. So 
like I said, the timestamp on that on that Uber was like six something a.m. Right there, I genuinely think I probably passed out in the hotel lobby for a few hours, and then I think a security guard woke me up. That's when I Ubered back. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, but like I said, dude, this is it. I, I never get wasted like this, but it sometimes it just happens. Um, but the next day, like running off four hours of sleep after one of the worst blackouts of my life. Uh, um, I was so hungover. We were sitting and trying to watch college basketball in the D and I physically just couldn't just sit or like walk around. I rented out a hotel room just to like endure my hangover with. Like I, I just passed out for a few hours, like drank some water. And then believe it or not for the flight, I was actually much better. Yes. That's reckless and, and expensive, but I genuinely believe that if I would not have done that, I probably would not have gotten on that flight i would have been like i'll meet you guys home when i get home i can't do this that was so funny because we're worst like, hangovers of my life we're walking around the d and um you know we're just walking around and you're like i i'm, I'm it's 88 dollars. i'm like what are you talking about to get a room i might get a room i'm like for a <laughs> night when we're leaving tonight oh and it was at some shitty motel that had like people on crack there and oh yeah probably hookers there that's where bubba was staying yeah yeah, yeah. But up, it was it was, was it was the there. cheapest place i could get a room and it was pretty close to the airport so you know what i said i just took the risk i bought it I locked the door. I closed the shades. I turned on the AC. Turned on the Badger game, uh, and they lost. Shout out! And mm-hmm. uh, I I passed out. I woke up feeling great. Uh, how did you not? Did you like you ensured to set an alarm at the right time to oh, be yeah. up for the flight? Yeah, we were all convinced you weren't making it. Yeah, you know what? I would have I would have believed you. That would have been funny. There was a point where I was convinced I wasn't going to make it. I was looking into options and flying flying home tomorrow or today. Yeah, jeez, that's dude. dude that, yeah, yeah. You, you were you were like, yeah. You, I mean, like we, I, we, we had been out there since Wednesday, man. Mm-hmm. I was I had nothing left at that point, especially that night where we were just both separately wandering around. Lost like that's the lowest point you could get to on a trip. Although I will say though that uh, when we were at Dre's nightclub puffing on hookah, oh that was a God. very good. Night. That was fun. That was that was. We, a got, fun we night. got home at like six a.m. that yeah. day too. But I was but I wasn't aggressively drunk actually because I just did so that much was, hookah. That was yeah. the night's game, right? That was the yeah. same night, Thursday night. We got back. From that the was night's the game. night's game because we're like we're going to a club. We went to a club. That one sucked. The one at Fremont. We, I went there the uh, next night and it was okay, but it was still weird. Um, but yeah, I went to that Inspire nightclub on Fremont and it was just odd. And then we went to Dre's, which was a lot more bumping and shit. Yeah. I, I, but there's a lot more to experience the, out there. The hookah was great at the time. Cause yeah, it, like, like you said, it kind of sobered me up too, but the next morning I legitimately felt like a fucking camel. Oh yeah. I thought yeah. I was going to Yeah. Like, yeah. My, my, my lungs fun. were done the next day, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I was, cause that was Thursday night. It's crazy, man. In the Middle East, in the Middle East, they just sit around and puff on that shit all day. Wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like Dubai. You, you, it's like normal to have hookah. I'm pretty sure. Now, this is me just speaking as an idiot who has never traveled outside of the U.S. But I'm pretty sure some of those countries, like yeah. it's very casual to just have a hookah sitting around your kitchen table and you yeah. just sit around and puff and talk. It's so bad for you. Which, like, we did it for two hours, and I think I have cancer now. <laughs> but that well, popcorn lung. Yeah, there. I. That was just a good, it was a fun night. It but, was it was a blast. And but then the yeah, but then the the Kirk's recommendation, Capital Grill. We did go to the Capital Grill, and, and and there was something so satisfying about <sighs> about when they asked who who recommended you guys come here because we said we're from Minnesota. We said, oh, our friend Kirk Cousins told us to come here. She's like, oh yeah, the quarterback. He was just yeah. here a few weeks ago. Yeah, he was just here for the Pro Bowl. We're like, oh, yeah. it was. I mean, it was one of those dinners where like it was well over a hundred dollars a person, but but well like it. it was worth every penny. Some of the best after oh, a day of just drinking, just like to go there and just eat. All of this great food, like steak, lobster, potatoes, the bread they had was incredible. We bought two bottles of champagne. He was like, "Do you guys want you to buy any any like 
bottles for this? We said, yes. What is the cheapest bottle you have on your menu? And bring us two of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we downed a bunch of champagne. I had oysters that were delightful. And then we had amazing steak with lobster. Definitely a recommendation. But yeah. I, I think there's a capital year, grill in the cities too, right? I think that's there's a capital grill. That's what mom was saying. We need, yes. to, we need to go to that one too. We need, we need to just hit that up because it, it was fantastic. You need to hit up a steakhouse when you go to Vegas. I don't know what it is about being in the middle of the desert that people said Las Vegas is, the, is a very good spot to go to get steaks because there's amazing steakhouses out there. But it was, uh, it was damn good. Yeah. And and uh, to 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 cap off the the recap, we we made it out alive. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. I know a lot of people wanted to hear about how the trip went, so I figured we'd do it during the pod. We'll do a little recap. But, we survived uh, a, an, another year of this. I know yeah. we went. I think we've been now. We we've been there three times now in the last year, technically, because mm-hmm. a year ago in July and this, and it's like a power know, trip, and then yeah, hopefully it won't be yeah. back until next next March. Yeah, look, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't go with the power trip, but I was actually there in May for my 21st birthday. So I'm kind of three three times in one year too. And like by, by the end of this trip, when I got home, I'm like, all right, I've had enough. For yeah, a while. yeah. I'm a, I, I'm I'm a, I think I'm going to take a year off, and then then, yeah. then we'll revisit. We'll yeah. reassess. <laughs> we'll reassess. Because I mean, I think before I went to Vegas a year ago, I think I was so I really wanted to go there so bad because I'd never been there. Well, I was there during the peak COVID. And it was dead. It was, but I'm like, oh, I was planning to go here to have fun time. It looks awesome, but it's dead here because it's COVID. Nothing's happening. And so I'm like, okay, as soon as stuff opens up, we're going to do shit like we did last year. I mean, it's March Madness. And I think I wanted to go there so much because I felt so left out not going there for so many years of my life. Now that I'm gone there now three times in the last year, it's like, okay, yeah, this is, I I need to stop. Like, just just wait for another year and we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we'll see you again in a year, Las Vegas. You didn't kill us this time. Maybe next time you Maybe will. Next year. All right, let's just get into bit of the week. We'll do that and then cut to our interview with Chad Greenway. But first, let's start with you, Cam. What do you got for a bit? I have the high-end free agent bit. Um, I mean, obviously, the Twins signed Carlos Correa. Um, the Wild just traded for Marc-Andre Fleury. And as we're recording this, there's rumblings that the Vikings might sign Zadaria Smith. So I just feel like it's super weird because Minnesota's not used to this. It's like we're a New York team. We're just signing, mm-hmm. getting all these big names. I don't know. I'm just. But yeah, it's it. probably us. Yeah. We'll be the next New Yorker Boston. I mean, that's what's happening. Marc-Andre Fleury's like those 10K takes guys. I want them covering me. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't want, I want any of these professional, professional journalists. I want them at the press conference. I want to see a cup snake at a preseason game next year. Yes. That's what he said. <laughs> I heard he said. I yeah. heard he said that. It didn't make Russo's transcripts, but no, but no, he said that to yeah. us. We have private conversations, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just weird. I'm just not used to it. It's like I'm obviously not complaining. It's great, but it's just like I never thought this would happen. All we need is one championship, man. We need one to just put us on the map, and then everyone will want to come yeah. here and then go for and hockey. That's, I feel like that's how you do Title Town. Yeah, you, you win at one thing, and then everyone's like, "Oh, since they won in that place, I can win in this place in a totally different sport." And then everyone starts going there. Oh, and the Timberwolves are on fire too. Like, the Timberwolves. The like, Timberwolves. Like everything. Yeah, they are. It's just weird how quick things can change because everything just like looks positive right now. It's insane. All yeah, that life's good. Life's good. True. Yeah, thank you to Billy G. Billy, Billy Gambles. We'll, we'll get into that later because uh, we do have we do have a little bit of talk during buy or sell about uh, those trades. But um, all right, journalist Jake, what do you got? Uh, going hand in hand with uh, with Cam's talk of uh, <laughs> free agents, I have the purposeful <laughs> disagreement bit. Um, it's where usually it's 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 a bit I like to do, and I've done it a lot where I purposely like to piss people off. In that, if like you do see a big trade and people are hyping it up, like oh my gosh, we just got Carlos Crab, I, I will say in in to respond to them that trade sucks. He's a terrible baseball player. I hate this signing. 
like when someone is high on something and they're very happy about something happening, you just immediately disagree with them on purpose, regardless of what your opinion is, because it just it gets under people's skins, especially Cam here over the weekend in Vegas. <laughs> When we were in Vegas, Carlos Correa signed with the Twins. I'm like, that's such a fucking terrible signing because like, we obviously had our uh, disagreement on Josh Donaldson, which with that was real. That I, yeah. I do like Josh Donaldson, um, but I think I just was going along with that. Like, oh no, it's terrible. We should have kept Josh Donaldson. I, I fucking hate Carlos Correa. He's terrible. I was doing bringing up jokes of him cheating. Like, will will he need a trash can to hit home runs here? Blah 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 <laughs> blah. And you were getting so pissed off. <laughs> and this you're was- like, what the like. He's fucking serious. Like Jake is pissing me off right now. This was all in in our like 10k Vegas trip group chat, and I was sitting next to Cam at Victory Burger when when you were doing this, and he was getting so mad. And eventually, I just looked at Cam and I'm like, "When are you gonna realize that he's kidding?" I I was like at that point too. I was so fucking drunk to where I couldn't realize that. And then like <laughs> the next day, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot." Like, and but, I was just like laughing. But I just never learned my lesson because today we were in the kitchen at the house, and I said about Zadarius Smith. He's like, "I just don't think he's that good." I'm like, "Jake, shut the fuck up." Yeah, because you know, <laughs> I just don't think he's that good of a. Well, you asked me why. You're like, "Why?" Yeah, that's right. Like, I'm like, "You just don't think he's that good," and you're like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> but I, I like, I think I've probably been. This bit has probably been going on beyond just this past week, and I think I've done do this all the time just to like try it's, to get under. There's some people that I know. That even to this day, that'll just get under their skin if I do this shit because it's just. But it's funny. You purpose and you say it's a bit. Okay, of course I agree with you. It's just That's, weird because it doesn't seem like something you would do. It seems like an Andy move. Well, anytime but, we call Andy out on some shit, he tries to pull that card. No, but Andy's <laughs> actually legit on his takes. Though. True. Well, That's what I was going to say. So, some of these people that you're making fun of are real. They yes. do this. <laughs> they they don't like any trades. They mm-hmm. like negative. Like negativity at its finest, no matter what moves their team does, terrible, yeah. terrible trade. And it's yeah. legitimate. Like it's all those old people on Facebook or all those other people. You know, they're it's. But I like I think I'm playing on that. This is like a a typical classic bit of what the bit were bits we're going for. It's a bit. If someone says like you're pissed off at you, it's a bit, man. Right. Carlos Correa, of course, is an amazing is an amazing signing up to this point. Right, <laughs> but no, I mean it's a, it's a great it's a great signing in all seriousness. But yeah. I like I like pissing people off, it's and funny. it worked. Yes, it did. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I just knew you were a little drunk. I was drunk, and but I I do this all the time. It's hilarious. It's a good bit. It it, it is a good bit, and yeah. uh, kind of getting into um, uh, Carlos Correa. No, I'm kidding. This is the cheater bit. <laughs> uh, the Colorado Mammoth who play in the National Lacrosse League celebrated Global Recycling Day. Boo! No, I'm kidding. By setting world. <laughs> Canceled World Cup snake record at 341 feet, but they didn't drink anything in the cups. They took them out of the box, stacked them together, and then like recycled them or something. Like, isn't the point of recycling like to utilize something and then recycle it, not just use unused cups? Yeah, that's just like like taking something out of the box and then just immediately throwing the box into the recycling, and that's why you bought the items. Their, their pitch was we used aluminum cups, not plastic. I'm like, you still wasted a bunch of fucking material. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and then and then what are they going to do? Are they going to wash all those cups because you have people's hands all over right. them? Now, now you got to run the dishwasher 800 fucking times, right. and you got to use about a bunch of water. And- you know, it would have been something where if they took them out of the out of the boxes and then filled every single one up with beer and, like, handed them out or, like, for a dollar, and, and eventually people would drink them, that's a different story. But the fact that they just literally took them out of the box for almost absolutely no reason, 
without drinking, without using them, without using them for their purpose and just stack them and say, we created the biggest cup snake. No, that's not the point of that. The, 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 the point of it is, is the name of it isn't also just a cup snake. I get other people don't just drink booze, but it's also called a beer cup snake for a reason because you have a bunch of, of, of dudes or, or, or women, men, everybody out drinking beer um, and having a great time. So Wikipedia's cup snake page, which we, we are featured in quite a few places, uh, has been updated now, March eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, they didn't. They didn't get the date right. Suckers. I should say twenty twenty two. Colorado Mammoth fans, along with Ball, who, along with Ball, who the fuck is the hell Ball? Is Ball? Is that a person? I don't know, what? man. That's some. That's some Ball. weird shit. Along with Ball, break the world. <laughs> who the? Who's Ball? What's he's, Ball? He's what a is guy. Ball? He's a guy, he's an enemy that wants to take us down or something. He's part of the deep. He's state. like he's like the kryptonite of ten thousand yes. takes apparently. Mm-hmm. Break the world record longest cup snake at three hundred eleven feet. The use of aluminum cup. Oh, ball aluminum cup. So ball makes the cups. Also oh, makes this cup snake stupid. the most sustainable. Who fucking cares? It's so dumb. That regardless if people are going to do a beer snake, everyone's going to use those plastic cups and drink a bunch of them. Yeah. Who cares about sustainability when it comes? It's sports. There's there's nothing sustainable about the, the the crowd at sports. They're just reckless drunk people who are going to throw away their cups. Exactly, and or or going to get reckless and drunk and and dump their garbage off under a seat or or you know you know what I mean. So really quick, sorry we we got to we got to break this record now. Three hundred. So technically, according to Wik, if Wikipedia says that they have it, then they have it. Even though they even though they're cheaters, and we could we could propose the admin of Wikipedia remove that. Technically, that shatters our Minnesota Wild Cup snake by uh, sixty three plus eleven seventy four feet. We got it. No, we can do it again. I mean, we'll have plenty of opportunities. Feet, I mean, we're yeah. going to have a you know some opportunities this summer for sure, and then you know come fall time if if something happens with the wild again, um, we can break it then. Yeah, God, I feel. So, I, I think we're so anti-green now because now because now that they broke the record with these sustainable, reusable cups, we're just going to be like, no, we're we're going to say like screw recycling and just do it with <laughs> plastic again. Even though we recycle every cup we used at the Wild Game, mm-hmm. like, we did. Like us, the ten thousand takes guys stayed after the Wild Game to help them recycle the cups. So right. it is very can true. I, can I add an honorary bit before yeah. we move on? I just saw this. We, I have to share it. The Minnesota Timberwolves, as we speak, are currently in a rain delay, like in indoor game against the Mavericks. What? <laughs> they literally called it a rain delay. The Mavericks roof started leaking, and they have towels all over the court. Like, how does how, that even happen? How are you a professional organization and can't <laughs> figure out the infrastructure in your stadium to to ensure that? Water doesn't leak through. That was like the uh, the Coliseum where the Islanders used to play. Yeah. They used to just you just look at the concourse and see buckets like every twenty yeah. feet just collecting water. But it's just like the NBA is in a rain delay. That's things it, that's you never very thought you'd see. things you never see in your life. NBA in a rain delay. Is this is this on Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> I almost just want to tweet breaking. The Timberwolves are actually in a rain delay right now. They're in a rain delay. The twin, the twin. Just, I mean, the Timberwolves are in a well, rain delay. It reminds me of there was a Monday Night Football game this last year, and it was at SoFi Stadium, the the new stadium in L.A. And there was a legitimate, like, severe weather delay. The the way that they designed that stadium was stupid because technically it's indoors, but technically it's not because there's like openings. Yeah, and there was lightning. It's open air so, like, technically. What was and, the point? But it's like, yeah, but there's a roof over the stadium, so that yeah. also doesn't make any sense. But, but yeah, that's just so crazy. That's happening in an NBA arena. There's just water. Imagine just sitting there as a player and you're bouncing the ball and all of a sudden you just feel like water fall on you. Is it raining in here? Oh, wait, what? 
Yeah, and it's like, no, that's not Scotty Pippen spitting on you. No. The best is this picture of Anthony Orange. He's like, you can't be fucking serious right now. <laughs> He's just like, what? Right. What is happening? That is so strange. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just funny as shit. I just thought I had to share it. Oh, no, you have to. That's a good breaking news bit. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's move into our interview with Chad Greenway after a quick break. Guys, we just want to take a second and tell you about our friends at Better Edge. Better Edge is a legal online sports betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans. So it's like social media. You can place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors like me. I'm down a lot of money from Vegas, uh, did a lot of parlays, did a lot of stupid bets. And uh, the only way to make that back, to bet more. So I guess we'll just uh, we'll just keep going. Uh, you can compete in public or private betting competitions. They actually did a public competition where you picked all of the first round of March Madness bracket or games, and whoever won the most actually won a trip to the Final Four. So, like, Better Edge is always doing cool stuff like that, shelling out free free trips now for uh, just pick them competitions. Um, so, you know, they, they always got kind of fun stuff like that going on. And you can buy or sell positions such as spread over under money line at current market prices. So all you got to do is use promo code 10K, that's 10K at betteredge.com to get a free 10 bucks when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10K as a promo code at betteredge.com. Get a free 10 bucks. And let's just, let's bet. Let's, let's, let's ride, let's ride the wild minus one and a half, ride the wild over, wild over until the end of time. On let's Better ride Edge. it. Ride. Let's ride or die. Uh, but Yeah. Join us on Better Edge, promo code 10K. See ya. All right, everyone, welcome back to It's a Bit. Special guest joining us, we have Chad Greenway, former NFL linebacker who played an 11-year career with the Minnesota Vikings. Chad, it's a blast to have you, man. You're you're in your car, you're in mid-transit, but uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm stopped, so I'm safe. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's always, it's always fun to jump on and Talk a little smack, talk a little garb, see what's going on with the Vikes and everything else. Yeah, well, I was going to say, too, we just uh, met with your associates of Grey Duck a few weeks ago, and there might there might be some some uh, interesting opportunities in the future, which we'll bring up a few of them in the interview. Um, but Jake had a question about uh, a YouTube video he saw. Well, yeah, so I saw a YouTube video, um, and I think I've seen it in the past, but there's a YouTube video from like 12 years ago. It says, it. the title of it is, Guns don't kill people. Greenway kills people. And it had, it had like, uh, it had, let the bodies hit the flow. Let the song over. Just all like crazy hits you had at Iowa. And I just thought like a t-shirt should have been made out of it or maybe should still be made out of that. I think that's genius. There was uh, actually, so I, a couple things that I'm not sure would be allowed right now in this day and age, but so a couple kids in college that I actually had class with, um, I didn't realize this, but they're, of course, making money on my back at that point with uh, the guns don't kill people. Greenway kills people T-shirts and they were all green and they had like a whole section in Kinnick Stadium. And you were like I could like look up and like point to them and like see this whole whole deal. I had the shirt. Um, it, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Another group put together the right way, the wrong way, the green way. Um, just like, yeah, so there's, there's some marketing opportunities. Um, that, that YouTube video is, is, uh, is pretty hilarious. You know, my kids have caught on and seen that as well. And, um, it's, it's, you know, now when you, now that I'm old and retired, it's, it's, uh, it's actually pretty cool to have stuff like that and to have somebody had thrown that together. Um, just cause you don't have a lot of that stuff. I don't have, you don't have access to all those games and, and those highlights and I'm not about to go digging through them. So, uh, pretty cool to have it for me. Green, green Bay, no Green Way. Yeah, Green Bay, no Green Way. Yes, There's another shirt. Yes, there's something exactly. like along those lines. 
But uh, yeah, so you you obviously played in the Metrodome for a while. Uh, what was your favorite and least favorite part of the Metrodome? Because from a fan's perspective, it's it, it's probably completely different. But I've always wondered as a player what it was what it was truly like playing on the field of the dome. Yeah, uh, the Metrodome was awesome. I mean, it really was. I played it for eight years, so the majority of my career. Um, the best part was clearly the home field advantage that we gained as players. I mean, that place was incredibly loud. Um, you know, I know the concourse was terrible. I know that the bathrooms were terrible. The troughs. You- <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you know, nostalgic, yes, but, you know, gross, yes, um, but terrible lines. And, you know, you basically got carried down the concourse because it was so tight in there. Um, but from a field standpoint, a player, I mean, you couldn't get better than that. You couldn't get louder. That Cowboys win in 2009, that playoff game. Um, was the probably the second loudest game I've ever played in. And the, the next week we played in the loudest one down in New Orleans. But the Metrodome was uniquely loud and um, incredible experience to play. I think the worst part was just that just the experience for like my family. You know, like when you have you start to have kids and the wife's there and, you know, there's no like way to there's no way not that not that they need to be in a different section or whatever, but you are immersed in everything. Um, so they, they kind of had to live, you know, with the crowd and which is which is fine, except when things don't go well and you get food and fans are going nuts and uh, that was not necessarily fun um and then and then the uh, the best part was the, I mean, the locker rooms were just brutal i mean the locker rooms were so bad oh. <laughs> you know i grew up in the middle of nowhere in a cornfield in south dakota like i don't really nothing it takes you know i, I could get dressed in a lot in in anywhere it didn't matter um so that stuff didn't really impress me when you go to nice stuff so i didn't really care about that but it's more about just the concourses and just the experience I was going to say when they're just so bad, you make it, you, you scare me as if there were like rats in there. Yeah. There yeah. What, rats what, uh, what, what made it so brutal? Well, just the size, the lockers, I mean, everything was, you know, stuck in the late seventies, early eighties and it was built in, in the early eighties, but just, just absolutely brutal setup for players. Yeah. Well, you, and, uh, you know, we obviously mentioned you played at Iowa and so you can be honest with us. I mean, how crappy was it playing at the dome when you visited Minnesota and played the Gophers? Cause I feel like the, it's just not a college football atmosphere. It's not ideal for that. I don't know how what what your experience was before you got into the pros and what you thought of the Metrodome then. Yeah, I mean the turf was terrible. I mean the turf <laughs> would eat five literally. Um, you know, but my my freshman year um, was the year that the that the Iowa fans tried to carry the goalpost out, and we thought we were going to the Rose Bowl. Um, there was an incredible experience to come up here and play, and you know we called it Kinnick North, and and we took over that stadium. And then my junior year, we came back up here against a ridiculously good Gophers team. Maroney and Barber in that offensive line. I think they went nine and three that that yeah. year, um, and we snuck out of here with a dub, a two point win, um, and uh, that was a really good Gopher team. But yeah, I had good experiences playing up here before. Um, you know, it was always it was interesting to get drafted here. I didn't realize how lucky I was uh, to get drafted in Minnesota because then you know my my family was four and a half hour drive away. I could you know as I raise a family and get married and have all that stuff going on in life. You know my 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 friends growing up my friends and i everybody could kind of partake in my career and that was what made it really special to me um but yeah i mean the, my time at i was awesome um and getting a couple of dubs up here against the gophers uh you know they can't take those back from me well i was gonna say too going back to the locker rooms they're probably pretty bad but maybe sofi stadium like was inspired by the metrodome to build shitty lockers locker rooms because if you've ever seen the opposing team's locker room at sofi it's one long hallway and then there's like edges and corners and stuff so it, it, it's amazing that it's 2022 and we still can't build good locker rooms in these the stadiums they spent what like five billion dollars yeah that stadium yeah, and it looked off crappy locker rooms <laughs> well the question then is, is who gets that locker room for the super bowl like how terrible right like your super bowl right. experience is like 
in a hallway and have to get dressed for the, the biggest game of your life. Enjoy, guys. I, I think luckily they did put the because so this is just bananas. Like the Rams have their own locker room and the Chargers have their own locker room. So I think they put the Bengals in the Chargers locker room. But still, but still, it, it, like just funny joke that I saw on Twitter was uh, Mike Zimmer was was complaining about the shape of that locker room and how it's not good for team meetings. And someone just responded back with people are acting like Zimmer actually change anything at halftime. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's like, dude, what, what it sounds like you're blaming the locker room, man. What's going on? <laughs> the damn design, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of locker rooms, I hate to keep uh, bringing up Iowa because I know we probably have a lot of Minnesota listeners on on the show. But I, I think Iowa don't they paint their visitor lo- visitors locker rooms pink? Is that true? I think I think I've heard that. Yeah, I, uh, I want to say late seventies, early eighties. Um, you know, it was like a, some study done that, that it was a passive color, and and uh, he wanted the opponents to come in and and feel that passive energy. I guess so. Um, it was it's kind of now kind of been etched into. Um, the history of Iowa and when we built a new end zone, uh, the new end zone bleachers, they moved the locker rooms to that end and they went followed through with it. And, uh, um, you know, from the urinals to the urinal stalls, to the floor, to the lockers, to everything. I mean, everything is like a gross color. It's not even like a cool pink. It's just like a nasty, like just like just terrible pink. But uh, yeah, that's still a thing, man. Like sketchy motel from the seventies. Yeah. I, that's actually, yeah. that's actually pretty smart though, because Anything that you can legally do to get into your opponent's head, like why not? Like, hey, you have the power to to make this locker room look like whatever you want. It's not against the yeah. rules. Probably like when I was in college about like Michigan or somebody coming in, literally making their equipment guys cover every stitch of pink, like with like I don't know what like cardboard or something. Like I couldn't imagine the job and like how annoyed that would be if I was like the equipment guy. Like really, like we're just like we're not gonna come in and just get this dub. We're gonna have to like cover all this crap up. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, to your point, like if you can find any legal way to get an edge to like create a distraction, that's uh, something Hayden Fry did a long time ago. It's pretty sweet. I was going to say an equipment manager is is definitely not looking for it. They probably don't look forward to a lot of road games and traveling and everything. They look at Iowa and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. Got to go deal with that pink shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's great. I just remember hearing about that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's true. But I wanted to confirm with a, of course, I want to say Iowa legend. Even though I'm not there a big fan of uh, Iowa, uh, but uh, but still, uh, obviously you played for the Vikings though, so we've come to like you here in Minnesota. But I got yep, yep. I got to ask, uh, you know, you played over ten years, ten year career in Minnesota. Uh, but how was it like playing with with some other just absolute beasts on defense, like Brian Robinson, Jared Allen, and being part of like I think particularly part of that you know 2010 magical season. You know, it ended not how we wanted it to, how we wanted it to. But what was it like playing on some of those teams? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you spend uh, that long in NFL locker room, you come across some legends, some Hall of Famers. And for me, um, you know, guys that just popped in my head, you know, Matty Burke, um, Steve Hutchinson, Jim Klein-Saucer, you know, E.J. Henderson, Ben Lieber, um, you know, so many guys, Pat Williams, Kevin Williams, Jared Allen, um, B-Rob, as you mentioned, um, Antoine Winfield. I mean, you come across guys that are just different, right? Just great people, great competitors, great players. And, uh, it's, it's so, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta pinch yourself once in a while to realize, you know, um, you had this dream as a kid and now you, then you live it and you live it in that moment. And, uh, it's just the best. And these guys are unique in so many different ways and, uh, and special in so many different ways. And you get to be a part of that and try to bring something to that. And, you know, I, I had that small town sort of, uh, all shucks kind of deal, but I, I created my own energy and created my own ability and enthusiasm and attitude and, 
try to bring something to the table as well. And, and uh, you try to live up to these other guys around you that are playing at a high level. It was just a really crazy. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy league. Um, the ability of these guys is unbelievable. Uh, it's just, a, it was a fun, it was a fun, fun ride. I mean, I had two teammates. I didn't throw Adrian's name out in there, but yeah, Adrian obviously is one of them. I had two teammates for a decade. One was B Rob and one was Adrian. Um, and to have a teammate for 10 years is so unique and rare in the league. Uh, just so many special moments and memories and fun times with those guys. Well, and, and you go back to, you know, being a small town kid and then, you know, going to Iowa, what was it like moving to the big city? Uh, you know, was, was there kind of some weird things in the transition, some things you liked about Minneapolis, things you didn't like, what, what was kind of like that for you? Yeah. I mean, it was a challenge. I mean, my first year I blew my knee out. Obviously I think that's been well documented and I, I kind of, you know, so the first year, um, I was up here year round, like there's no escape, you know, you're up here in the spring after the season, you're rehabbing, trying to get yourself back. So we didn't kind of take that moment to, to get out of here and take a deep breath and get some warm weather. And, and, uh, my wife has punished me ever since, um, you know, 15 years later, uh, for that. Cause now we're up here and we're, we're raising our family here in the twin cities and we're enjoying this cold weather and these, these terrible springs, but, yep. um, you know, it's, it, you know, when you move from a town of 400, I grew up in the, in the country, you know, six miles out of town. Um, and the town was only 400 people. So you can imagine how, you know, I was out there, I, I you know, where my farm is. Um, and then, you know, you go to Iowa city, which is really just a college town, right? It's a great college town, a fun environment. You kind of got a glimpse of, of city living and living in the dorms and then moving to an apartment, but it was just a world of change for me. And then coming up here, you know, we, we found a place in EP, um, just a great neighborhood, great friends. And, and you sort of like, you know, you, you, be, the neighbors sort of make it right. And, and I moved into a neighborhood with my wife, my wife ran track and I was, a, was an athlete. We got married right out of college and started our family. And we found a neighborhood that was just incredible. And like, they were like our parents helping that, like helping us figure stuff out. And we got super lucky and all those folks are still very close friends of ours. Um, you know, I, our oldest daughter is now 14. Um, she's in, she's just won a state basketball title this past weekend, which was awesome. And like every one of our neighbors from that day, you know, from those days, uh, when Madden was just a baby, you know, got to enjoy that. So, you know, Minnesota is a special place. They embraced us, brought us in, and, and it's been a it's been a it's been a wild ride ever since. I was gonna say, I mean, you're here for ten years, you're dealing with the harsh winters here, the the crazy weather all over the place. Like, I feel like as a person in the NFL, you know, there's potential for trades and you know, going somewhere warmer. But I mean you decided to you decided to stay put. So I'm just uh I, I, I was just curious about, you know, what made you want to keep staying in the Midwest in Minnesota, but I think it's just probably the people and connections you made. Did my wife send you some questions or what? I <laughs> I you know, um so after my first year, my first contract, I was five years in and uh they 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 franchise tagged me and I and I thought of that that opportunity was was a unique opportunity and a special one to me because the the money, you know, was to to me, I look at that thing and be like not disrespected for the fact they didn't want to re-sign me long term, but more about like that's a lot of money that'll change my life. So I'm gonna go ahead and just sign that baby and take it. Um, I didn't think I was good enough to say, I'm going to sit this year out and just like, until you guys figure out how much money you're going to pay me. That's just not my personality. Um, I'd rather just go say, you know, I'm going to roll the dice on this injury. I'm going to take this money they're going to give me and I'm going to go prove it again, that I can do this again. And, um, and luckily I got a new deal and, and another five-year deal. So by the time I get to my, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th year, and we're talking some different negotiations and extensions, like I I've been here for so long, like going someplace else was never even really mm -hmm. a possibility. Yeah. And, by the time you're 32, 33, and you're trying to get a one-year deal to finish your career on your own terms, like, I don't want to go to Jacksonville to do that. Like, nobody cares about me in Jacksonville or Carolina or San Diego. Like, 
at the time. I mean, they wanted me, to, I, I wanted to be here. I wanted to be a place mm-hmm. where they, they knew me, they loved me. They, we had our foundation, our family. And, um, you know, and, and I think the, the best part about that was, is uh, to stay in the league for that long, you have to be able to play um, and play at a high level. And I was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, be healthy enough. Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks comes in so I can move into a role where I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm only playing 25 to 35 snaps. I'm filling in roles and in a different way. Just got really lucky. And I think, you know, the hard part I had with Rick, you know, moving on, Rick Spielman and, and Zim was, is those guys really found a way to take care of me at the end of my career and do it in a way where I wasn't, you know, I was able to have success, have fun, help the team, be a leader, and kind of just shoot the deuces and walk out my own way. And that's, now I'm six years removed, five, six years removed, whatever it's been. And, and that part of my career is probably the most important piece because now the rest of my life, um, I get to say, hey, I called my shot. You know, I was never cut, played 11 years, did it my way, played in one spot and uh, and generated a lot of fans and a lot of fun and a lot of great memories. So um, I don't know what made me so lucky, uh, but, you know, I just try to create some good karma for myself and hopefully good things will happen. Well, and, and you go back to kind of the harsh winters and how, you know, don't know why we never got out of it. For whatever yeah. reason, us Minnesotans, we're just psychos. Like, like we just endure the winter because we, we just love it up here. We love the people. And we're like, you know what? There's that five, six-month stretch of the yeah. year where it's pretty terrible, but the other six months are great. And people are like, yep. why, why, do you, why do you do that? You're like, I don't know, but I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. <laughs> just- yeah, I'm a big season guy. I love seasons. Um, my, only, my only complaint about Minnesota is I wish we had a longer spring. Yeah. Uh, Rather than just dead grass and puddles everywhere. That's more what spring is. Yes. And I have bad allergies sometimes. Yeah. You get like six more weeks of spring-ish. And that that was the one difference in South Dakota where I grew up about, you know, a couple hours south and, of course, west. Uh, But, you know, there's things about everywhere you live that are terrible. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's like, you know, I like like having all these seasons. Um, I like winter to a point, you know, until it hits March. Then I'm like, okay, this is enough of this BS. Um, but it's a great place to raise a family. It's a great place to kind of set your roots. Um, and again, it's regional. Uh, we had a, uh, you know, my brand was built here. We started gray duck, obviously moved into the next phase of our lives. And, um, it's, it's been fun, you know, and we, we traveled a lot when, when our kids were younger and now our kids are older and they are always busy. So we can't ever get out of here anymore. So it's, uh, it's, it's, we're really locked down now. We only travel for sports events. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you mentioned Great Duck Vodka. We love Great Duck Vodka, and we've we've actually you know met with the owners. They're all great. Um, what yep. what uh what you know what got you started to be get involved with them and and be a kind of a, a key partner with them? Yeah, so there was three partners that generated the idea. Um, Jerry, Mark, and Jamie. They're all South Metro guys, Prior Lake, Lakeville, um, and they're just buddies, right? They all did different things, and and they had this idea around Great Duck and the concept of that's that's so Minnesotan, kind of around the idea when Kyle scored that touchdown um in chicago and uh what was cool about it was they reached out to me because i was a retired athlete that could promote a a seltzer or a a, sorry at that time a vodka brand a spirit brand and um i had a connection to mark who's one of the partners i played with his his high school buddy in college got a hold of me a couple meetings later and i'm like you know is this something i'm gonna lead my like you know kind of give my brand to and sure enough, we came to terms, and I'm 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 of the fourth partner. So there's four of us. There's there's five major partners, but I'm, I'm I was the fourth coming on board, and um, and honestly, it's been a blessing in a lot of ways because it got me in, into something I never thought I'd be into. I wasn't really a business guy. Um, said no to a lot of opportunities, but this was just fun. And what I like about it is we're the underdogs. Oh yeah, it's uh, 
the idea of putting a chip on your shoulder and saying, we're going to grow a business around doing things the right way, around making a Minnesota product that people can be proud of, around giving back to the community, um, writing checks to Masonic Children's and Gillette Children's Hospitals for kids, uh, working for toys with Toys for Tots, doing summer jam events, you know, working with the twins, like so many fun things and being a brand that people can be proud of. And you guys know as Minnesotans, like, you know, Minnesotans love something they can look, look at and be like, that's ours. Like, that's our brand. And we're proud of it. And that's what we're trying to be. And we're working every day to do it. Um, we hire Minnesotans. Um, we make our stuff here. And uh, our products are damn good. And that's what it's all about. So, um, you know, we have a spirits brand now. So we have a vodka. We have a seltzer. Um, you know, several seltzer flavors out. They're killing it um, in, in so many different markets. It's doing awesome. And we have a lot of new products and new ideas coming out, too. We're so happy that Major League Baseball figured it out and got the, the labor deal done so we can get our, our gray duck deck fired up at Target Field yes, again. Yes, yes. So it, it's been so fun, man. It's been a, a brand that that uh, I think people are proud of and proud to rep. Yeah, well, and I was going to say the specifically the Bomba Juice is, I don't know what you guys put in it, but it's some of the best tasting seltzer like mm-hmm. ever had. I know we were at the uh, we were at the 3M Open and we were we were going to plan on walking around and like watching all these different players. And then we, we ended up making our way into the gray duck tent and I shit you not. We were in there for like an hour and a half to two hours and, yeah. and the leaders were already coming down 18. I'm like, wait, we've, we've been in here for two hours. Just, yeah. When they poured yeah. that Bamba juice on ice, on like ice we yeah. weren't, we were, we were not leaving. We weren't, wa- we were watching the golf on the TV. I'm like, and, I'm and glad there, we, and, and there was a hole right next to us. We're like, we can watch yeah, these eight, golfers. 18 come fairway was we, we right don't need there. to walk around. We got gray duck vodka here. Like we're good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, with the seltzer specifically, it took us a long time to get the right formulation of what we wanted it to be. You know, we didn't want to come out just because everybody was coming out with one of those. We want to do it right. In our in our Bama Juice cocktails, it's just a good, it's just a great cocktail. It's a great summer drink. It's a great thing to have on the golf course wherever you're doing in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, the summer jam down at um, Shakopee. That's a, that that drink is poured everywhere down there. Uh, we're just having fun. We we don't want to be the brand that like is is crazy party. We want to be a brand that's fun and people want to be around. You know, yeah. and to kind of be able to hit everybody. Hit. Hit that uh, group of guys that are out in the tee box, right? Hit that group of ladies um, that might be playing tennis. You know, hit uh, the neighborhood parties that are going on because we're we're also family oriented and, and people want to be around us and be proud of to to rep us. That's that's what's fun about the brand, and now that but make some damn good products that you can be proud of. Well, and and speaking of hitting, um, if you saw me wearing a Tito's vodka jersey and I was holding a football, how hard would you hit me? A lot harder now than I would have a few years ago, for sure. Yeah, because um, that's competition now you know we're not you know we're a we're a blip on the radar for them but you know little by little we're trying to we're trying to take up over as much as we can and um you know just hard work it's all it is is really hard work and elbow grease we know we have a good product and just trying to get in front of as many people as possible but yeah we can get you a jersey of ours man it looks better it's purple okay okay that that's more fitting well would you hit it now and now you're fully involved in great vodka or would you hit him harder if he's wearing a tito's jersey right. or a pack so th- this is like a this is like an advertising idea and, and, and yeah Still yeah, Packers. Still okay, well, I'll wear I'll wear a Packers helmet and a Tito's uh, Tito's uh, jersey, and then that'll be the hardest hit ever recorded in, in history. Yeah, <laughs> I think we got to make that happen. Just, just I think that might be a good marketing look. It'd be a good marketing. Can you imagine a commercial just us two lanky dudes just walking on the field with Tito's jerseys? We're laughing, have a good time, and Chad just comes across the middle and bam, both of us with a great duck jersey. That's an idea. I'm- this might be a good. Uh, this might be a good Instagram video we can put together for uh, cross some cross marketing. I like it. All right, yes. I uh, I got to lie. So that was uh, that was an idea we came up with with your business partners when we met when we met with them because they they wanted to meet <laughs> us and I I don't know if it was us or, or them that came up with it but oh. this this was the official pitch on the podcast. It's a damn good idea. It's a damn I mean, good idea. We get hurt. 
Yeah. I was going to say people get hurt and you're promoting a good product. I think people like seeing that. So, right. No doubt about it. Well, uh, kind of going back to football a little bit, were there, was there anyone that you, spe- obviously your job was to hit people, but was there anyone specifically that was the most fun player to hit because or that you uh, wanted pers- to hit. personality wise? Well, I mean, the easy answer is Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, that's the one that everybody wants to hear. And that's quite honestly the, the hardest target to get after when I was playing. I, you know, I didn't rush the quarterback a whole lot, more of a drop back, you know, obviously four, three guy. Uh, but I get, did get a chance to sack him a few times. Jay Cutler was a, is a real close second place. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and uh, Reggie Bush, man, Reggie Bush, we played some big games against each other, and always he's so elusive and tough to cover. But it was so nice to get a lick on him and and uh, give him some of the business. So that was fun because I definitely missed some tackles on him, and that's a, that's a fair thing to say because a lot of guys did. But uh, he was a fun one to hit as well. Did you have any particularly good chirps you would say over a player after you hit them hard, or were you more of a clean, clean player, like help them up and and be nice? Or what was what what was your how did you play? What was your player style like? Always talking, man. Always talking. Like and not necessarily talking smack, but just talking, like conversational talking on the field. Like, like uh, I can remember just going off against the Raiders, not like uh, I don't know what year it would have been, but I had like my my career high tackles. And like just chirping the line because I was just one of those deals. Like I was just reading, seeing everything, and just making every play. And when you kind of get in that groove and you're feeling, you can just remember to just like run in my mouth to everybody. Uh, plus, we're winning, so it was just so much fun. And you know, it was one of those things where like you know, I was a guy. I I, I like to talk during the games, and I, it was fun because I had fun with it. You know, guys that I had known before, guys that I had played with, or guys that came out of college with, like uh, just remind them of how good I was and how bad they were and how uh, how I was beating them up that day. Um, but then also taking your L's, right? You, you, uh, when you play in the league, you take a lot of L's and you gotta, you gotta learn how to eat that coming back at you, at you as well. So you gotta have fun with it both ways. But man, there were some dudes out there. I remember Brian Waters from the chiefs, that old lineman, the guard. I mean, some of the strongest dudes you ever come across, like just, just absolutely, no matter what you did to them, they were going to just feed you to the wolves. And, and, uh, it was, it was, it was a fun time, man, but I definitely had, had, had a lot of conversations out there. So it, were there any like leading lines you would like to say, or was it just kind of whatever at the time? Yeah, just whatever, random. I don't have like a, I don't have like a tagline now. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough for that. No, I, we're gonna we're we're gonna say like uh, you. I'm sure you had a lot of stuff that maybe uh, you know doesn't have to be said on here. <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, you know, I was gonna I did want to ask uh, who was the craziest guy in the locker room out of all your teams and years you played. Who is the who is the nuttiest person? Probably B Rob. Uh, B Rob is out there, man. Uh, he is, he is out there. Uh, Jared Allen, obviously is a character to, and, uh, different dude. Uh, I played with Smoot. I played one year with Smoot. That was, that was wild. Um, Ronnie Whitaker, wild dude. Remember him back in the day, you know, DB and back in 06, 07. Um, there, there were some guys, I mean, Chester Taylor, Brian McKinney. I mean, there were some characters on these teams. Um, you know, for the most part, a lot of good dudes and, and guys that kind of had a reputation that maybe didn't wasn't really fair, but, um, but, uh, you know, I think the interesting part about it is we get in the locker and we get to know those guys and the perception of them out in the real, in the media and the, in the general public was different than what they actually were. And for the most part, just good dudes trying to create a career for themselves and opportunities. And some guys couldn't keep out of trouble. Some guys couldn't, um, stay out of the news, but uh, for the most part, all good dudes. Yeah. Well, Chad, this has been a blast. Um, Jake, did you have any other questions you wanted to ask? No, I just wanted to say I know you 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 briefly mentioned it, but your your daughter Madeline, congratulations to her. She's uh, doing amazing things. She's just an eighth grader right now, at, you know, in, in basketball. I mean, are you going to nudge her to go to Iowa? Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily. You know, I you know she's um she she loves the game. 
uh, she's so young. We're not putting that kind of pressure on her right now, mm-hmm. but she's obviously getting some attention in that way. And uh, we just want her to have fun, man, just grow. I mean, she's a kid and loves the game, works on it every day. She's, she does she does other sports as well, track and, and soccer. So uh, she does a bunch of stuff just trying to let her be a kid because it's, it's coming fast at her, you know, especially mm-hmm. when she's as talented as she is. So uh, we want her to go the, to the place that's the best fit for her. You know, obviously my wife and I went to Iowa, but – that doesn't mean it's the best situation for her. Um, but if that's where it ends up, then that's where it ends up. And, and we would obviously love that as, as parents. Um, but, you know, the, the Gophers have been been there already. They've already made an offer for her and some other colleges. Obviously, a bunch of other colleges are communicating. So um, who knows what happens? Uh, you know, as a dad, I think you just worry about her wanting to be a kid and have fun and then yeah. keep that that's the biggest thing. Yeah, well, that's well. awesome. We just wanted to mention that. And just I can see the uh, the genes are obviously carrying over from yourself to your kids. So. I gotta say congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thanks. It was pretty funny. It was, you know, any accomplishment I ever I ever had uh, pales in, in the feeling I had when she was able to accomplish the state championship in, in hoops. I mean, it was it's crazy when it's your kid. It really is, and you it's harder because you can't control anything. You just gotta watch and support um, and cheer. In my case, as loud as possible. Oh yeah. Uh, the pride you feel is is just incredible, especially when they just they play so hard and want it so bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely congrats to her, and excited to see what happens, definitely in the future. But uh, before we let you go, Chad, we got to do our signature kind of segment here, just called the Rapid Fire. We're just going to ask you 10 kind of random questions, and you just answer them as fast as you can. So you ready to play? All right, let's do it. Okay, so the first one we got here, you are on a deserted island all by yourself. I think I know the answer to this, but you're on a deserted island all by yourself, and there's only one alcoholic beverage of choice that you get for the rest of your time on the island. What is it? Uh, I'm going great up vodka, straight up. No straight seltzer. Up. No mix, yep. just just the vodka. No mix. You're gonna need the hard stuff. Yeah. No bomba yeah. juice, just straight up. I like that. SOS. Okay. Don't even need yeah, probably just spell it in the sand and you just can't because it's just too much vodka. Yeah. Um how many fourth graders could you fend off in self defense? <laughs> Thirty. Okay. <laughs> I think you were gonna say sixty there for a second. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure where that was going. <laughs> Um, Minneapolis or St. Paul, which one do you prefer? Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Um, would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Grandmother, grandmother. Um, (laughs) if you could hang out with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? My dad. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza? No. If you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, Ohio, would you take it? No. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what's more realistic ghosts or aliens oh ghosts ghosts all right uh least favorite fast food place burger king great answer um if a movie was made about your life who would play you chris bratt okay i can see it yeah he's yeah virginia minnesota native yeah but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah got perfect. you. Well, yeah, Chad, thanks so much again for coming on. Um, any final thoughts before we part ways? Any Anything new that uh, Grey Duck listeners can expect to see in the future? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's been fun uh, getting to know you guys a little bit, and hopefully we get to work together in the future. Um, our variety pack and our seltzers out. We have a new flavor called Cranberry. We also have some other flavors coming out, some one-offs, which are pretty fun. Uh, we have a cherry blossom that's out right now. But we have a new variety pack coming out called the Quack Pack. It's going to be really cool coming out in April. Uh, just look for our products anywhere. Help us support. We're, we're giving back to the kids all the time, writing fat checks to, to children's hospitals because we care about people in Minnesota, man, and, and people in Minnesota take care of us. So 
uh, we just appreciate all the support and a lot of fun stuff coming this this year. Yeah, well, no, that's and that's awesome you say that because we're big believers in uh, being able to drink alcoholic beverages and also raise money for charity. We do it with all of our cup snakes and whatnot that we do with the 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 wild and yeah and whatnot. Yeah, do what you got. Yeah, <laughs> might yeah. be our purpose, man. Drinking might be our calling. Charity, right? Right. You got to drink, drink for the kids. But all right, folks. Yeah, and it will be Grey Duck for yes. sure. Oh, and like yeah. you said, thank God baseball's back because we'll be we'll be up in the Grey Duck patio area, the Grey Duck deck. Probably yeah. miss the entire game again, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's just how it goes. Yeah, it's for fun. It's right. Well, it's good you up there, so you can't miss too much. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, folks, uh, that was our interview with Chad Greenway. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, everyone. We just want to tell you about a quick event we have coming up. We are going to be partnering with the Minnesotan as well as Eagle Street Grill in St. Paul. For a wild pregame watch party this Friday at 5.30 p.m. at Eagle Street, we're going to, or sorry, this Saturday, we're going to be kicking off the wild game that's happening against the, the Blue Jackets Saturday. Let's see, yes. Uh, we actually get to watch the Flower play on Saturday, so if you're going to be at that game, we'll Fleur. see you there. And definitely hit Eagle Street at 5.30. I think we're going to have a live show. We're going to be doing some chugging competitions. Might have some merch there for you. And it's just going to be a fun time. By the way, Eagle Street is statistically... The closest bar to the X. So you would just be efficient by pre-gaming there because then you have less of a walk when you actually go to the game. And if you're a little more drunk, well, then it's just that much easier for your brain to get to the arena. It's not far or just anything It makes like a lot that. more sense. Mm-hmm. If you're wandering around by yourself like us in Vegas, then uh, it's not a bad idea to be at the places close to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Once again, Eagle Street at 5.30 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, we're going to pre-game the wild game against the... Columbus Blue Jackets at Eagle Street Grill in St. Paul, thanks to Minnesotan, and uh, we hope to see you there. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. That was a, that was a blast with Chad Greenway. Uh, credit to him for being the – it was Ryan Carter last year, but Chad Greenway being the uh, guest after Vegas, which is actually uh, – should be almost like an award we give someone. Like, here's a, here's a gold sticker for coming on a show – with a bunch of people who've been drinking the last five days and don't even know their asses from their heads. <laughs> an honorary an honorary award, I was going to say, for that, to deal with that and put up with that. But I felt it, it still went well. We, still find, we still find a way to, to you know, make it work and mm-hmm. somehow find any sort of brain power in this brain that probably is just filled with booze and bong residue. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, you know... But we, we figure it out, you know. I, I I think at this point too, we've been doing this long enough to where like any under any circumstances, like we can still get it done. I mean, especially when we're talking to sports guys, like you know, Chad played in the NFL for years. He we, we love the the product that him and his team puts out. So like, it's always easier talking to people that you like really want to talk to rather than like if you had to go to work and deal with that one coworker that you hate. To, you know, that's that's totally different, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was a blast with Chad, and, and that's kind of what we expected. But let's get into our final segment of the show. We got buy or sell. Uh, I'm just going to name a famous person, place, or thing. Could be in sports, pop culture, or anyone on the news. And you guys are going to say whether you'd buy or sell that person or thing uh, as if they were a stock or a cryptocurrency or, or an NFT. Or, I was going to say NFT. You can't, you can't leave out NFTs mm-hmm. anymore when talking about cryptocurrencies. Nope. We still don't understand how they work, but uh, if someone can explain, that'd be great. Yes. Okay, uh, the first one. I, I think this is going to be a unanimous buy, but we just got to talk about it. We have Mark andre Fleury got traded to the wild this morning from the Chicago Blackhawks where we thought his career had gone to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally just really pumped about this. I mean, I've been watching Fleury for years, 
and uh, he single-handedly kicked us out of the playoffs last year. So maybe the only guy who can get us past the first round is the same guy who kicked us out last year. It's almost like in a movie when the villain becomes the good guy yeah. and joins the team. Like That's what it kind of felt like this morning. So it, it's insane that we have him. It was just a little weird because it's a little surreal because it's not so much the fact that he played in Vegas and, and bumped pretty much, you know, knocked us out of the playoffs, you know, but, you know, in his time playing in Pittsburgh, where he was just a, a staple of gold netminders in the NHL and was playing in the prime of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin and all those players on those teams that won, you know, a couple Stanley Cups with him. It's just uh, it, it's it's unreal. To that now he's on this team with Billy G, which makes sense because I think he was when they had won a couple cups. I don't think Flurry was the starting netminder as or didn't play as much in like 2016 or 2017 or whenever the hell it was when they won those two back to back. But Billy G understands it. He understands the winning mentality. I'm glad we got McFlurry on the team. It's great. I'm definitely buying it. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it shows that like Billy G is not fucking around, which he never really does. But I also buy it in the sense that like it seems like Marc Andre Fleury is buying the move too, because he said that um, when they were just here um, playing at the exit Saturday, um, that he was saw like the pack stadium. He's like, I envisioned myself in a wild uniform and how cool it wow. would be to play. I saw that on Twitter today. How cool it would be to play in front of our crowd, which means he would he he was already in. Yeah, he's and, on board, he, and he he wants to see the beer snake that's happening in the preseason. True. Yes, we've like we said, we we've been in talks with him already it's in the but, contract. But I, yeah, it was part of the but, one of the conditions. But you know what? I I'm selling because no, I'm just joking. Uh, the purposeful disagreement bit, um, pissing <laughs> off a lot of people. But no, I, I'm totally buying into it. It's just awesome seeing him in, in a uniform. It's crazy. He obviously wants to win. Like they, this told me like I didn't know where the Wild were at and what they wanted to do this season. Like I felt like they're still in a point where oh they might hold on to Cam Talbot or Tam Talbot to some other people, whatever you however you want to name them. You know he's done okay. You know cacking in his big cack or cock as he's been. Like we're, uh, we're gonna miss that bit. Yeah, True. he's uh, he's gone, which makes sense because he just wasn't panning out as as much as we would liked him to. But I didn't think they, this tells me they're they're buying. This is like your rental player you get to win it all. Yeah, like, this is buy this now is, mentality, which you never see out yes. of a Minnesota sports team or no. win now. Or they or they try to, but they're terrible trades. Like the Wild have been notorious for it, not under Bill Guerin to giving up first and second round picks for Chris Stewart. I love Chris Stewart. He was a great guy here with the Wild, but he was not worth giving up a first or second round draft pick or, or a Martin Hansel or Ryan White a few years back who were just borderline average NHL players that we gave up first top two picks for to quote-unquote win, go buy in and win all. But that, that's not a good – those aren't good picks. We got now Mark andre fucking Fleury on the team. That's actually a solid pick. Billy G, it's, it's about fucking winning. Well, even like – Back to we always made those stupid trades. We like even we would do it for players for other players like Nino Niederreiter for Victor Ask. Who, yeah, what like, kind of shit was that? Who now got traded for future considerations? Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> future considerations. <laughs> well, and and I also loved uh, Billy G. Uh, like this is a tweet from Russo. Garen says Talbot was one of the first to reach out to Flurry. Garen communicated with Talbot the last few days and is confident in Talbot's professionalism. Says he's been unreal with this quote unquote. There's no room for petty bullshit, well, which is what. Uh, which is what Garen said. And you, you just got to appreciate that Garen is just, will always swear in front of journalists. You fuck that. It's about fucking winning. I mean, Billy G, we, we literally have basically a shrine of him in our studio. The autograph we do. one. Like, this guy wants to win, and he's not afraid to just make moves. I just, I just love that because, like, he doesn't seem to care about the feelings of – I mean, he does. He cares about the, you know – the, the players and everything, but you would think like a lot of owners are like, well, no, I got to stay with Talbot. You got to stay with him. We brought him in. He's been the goalie all year. Most of the time, this will, 
level with his mess with his confidence, but no, it seemed like he actually talked to Talbot and they got on the same page. He's like, none of this petty bullshit. He's actually making moves. Like, whoa, this is this is that escalated quickly. Yeah, you know, like this is this is this insane what what he's what Billy G is doing, and it's just yeah. it's it. I think it'd be perfect though if Cam Talbot and Flurry, you know. They are two great goalies. Where if one goes down, Flurry goes down. Talbot is an excellent backup, mm-hmm. or or yeah. he could be. You know, they could just be back, go back and forth. You know, and yeah. trade off. You know, days more days. It's not like you have a starting goalie and a really young goalie. Now you have two. You know, kind aged. of experienced, yeah. aged, aged like a fine wine goalie. It's just like perfect for a deep playoff run. Like, yeah, no matter who you throw it out there, they won't be tired. Well, and Flurry yes. has proven time and time again he can get hot at the right time in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. Like we we've never had a we've never been able to ride a goal. I mean, Talbot had a pretty damn good playoff series last year, but like like I said, Flurry was literally the guy who booted us last year. So like, let's if you can't beat him, join him. It, like we're not getting past the first. We haven't got to pass the first round, including it with Telbo. So it's like this is the guy that knows what it takes to. Uh, Get past the first round. That'd be yeah. awesome. If we make a run with Flurry. Yeah, I'm obviously buying Mark Andre Flurry as well. Uh, just been a big fan of his forever, and the fact that the Wild have him, I still don't believe it. Like when Sport Sportsnet tweeted that photo of him photoshopped in a Wild jersey, I was like, Oh my god, it's <laughs> fucking happening! I just didn't. I, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I'm like, Wow. I mean, because Bill Guerin, he's just a, he's an animal. He's an untraditional Minnesota guy or a Minnesota GM. They always kind of like walking eggshells around the moves they're making. He's just making them. Well, like I like I said, I slept like all day today, so I woke up and I had like four text messages of like, "What do you think of the trade?" But like none of the text messages actually said what happened. So I'm just like, I went straight to Twitter. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Well, so it was a crazy day for me because that happened, and then like an hour later, the Colts signed Matt Ryan. So traded for him. Or traded for him. Yeah, I, which I don't have to get into that right now, but um, Matthew Ryan. I don't know. I, w- I was pretty anxious about what they were going to do all weekend with all the Baker news and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we'll, t- we'll we'll take that one. We'll take Marc-Andre Fur- Fleury. Furry. 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 Mick Fleury. God, this brain has nothing left Mick in it. Fleury. Uh, all right, let's go down to Pusha T. Did you guys buy yourself Pusha T? I guess he's the guy who did the original but up 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 I'm loving it. Um, and, and now he's... Uh, and now he's making made a dish track for Arby's, <laughs> like sponsored by Arby's against like McDonald's specifically like their their filet fish. fish, you know, just <laughs> ripping on him because he said he didn't get paid enough. Right? Yeah, he said he said he quote unquote got paid did, peanuts for that. Did he did <laughs> he calculate? What was he saying though in today's in today's money? Because he might have forgot to calculate for inflation. Yeah, because I, I'm sure I don't know what peanuts is is to him because I know he's a you know a, a somewhat you know mostly successful you know rapper and musician who's you know probably made millions of dollars. I mean, so that's probably like. Minuscule. Maybe he's saying that's minuscule. Maybe on that deal compared to what he's made in his career, but I'm sure he still made a good amount of money on it. But I get I, Arby's obviously came out with they, a better they deal and paid him to do that. That's fucking awesome. I. This is what's so great well, about capitalism. Like you, you can just yes. do that. And then that's the thing. Is the biggest thing is that he came up with that notorious. I'm loving it that they still use in their commercials. And now Arby's is paying them to make a distract against him, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go." I, I love it. Like, like this is a simulation we live in. I know. I'm buying it. Like, one because it's fucking hilarious. Like, the rap was actually pretty funny. And two, it's genius on Arby's end because mm-hmm. it's just like this is good PR. And then it's genius on Pusha T's end because it keeps his name and like in the news. Yeah, everybody wins except for McDonald's, which yeah. is perfectly fine because McDonald's has been killing people for years. Yeah, true. Pusha T. But no, I uh, I'm definitely buying into it. I think it's hilarious. I think this is to allow Arby's to get more relevant in this in this game and social media sphere 
specifically because like Wendy's kind of has a dominant social media presence, and then McDonald's has all you know they're just McDonald's. Is Wendy's the know? one who just chirps people? Yeah, 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 yeah pretty yeah. much. Oh, fucking great. And then Taco Bell kind of does their you know is good at it too. I think McDonald's doesn't get super involved in social media, but they're McDonald's. Like people are just going to still show up and eat, consume their food like it's heroin. <laughs> so I mean, like people, are, they're always going to be relevant, but. uh I'm, I think Arby's is now is, is looking for their way to get into that kind of like the relevant youthful movement of of some sort of social media tactic, and I think that's what they're doing with this, and it's genius. I, I like it that too because I'm also sick of the Arby's slander. Like people hate mm-hmm. Arby's, and it's bullshit. I love Arby's. Arby's the is great. Uh, the only the only account though that sucks at social media that does fast food is Burger King. Remember when they did that Oof. on International Women's Day? They said women belong in the kitchen. Oh my god! We're giving we're giving great scholarships to women who want to get started what? through Burger. You guys don't remember that tweet? No. I, I someone resurfaced it on International Women's Day a few weeks ago, and they were like. This is your yearly reminder that Burger King tweeted this. It said, women belong in the kitchen, period. And they hit tweet. <laughs> and then they made it a thread and said, Burger King, it does all sorts of things for women who want to get involved in culinary, blah, blah, blah. It was like, but, it's like but, I see what you, you're trying to do, but it, it, <laughs> you got to. Someone probably got fired for that one. Yeah. How do you look at that tweet and say like, yeah, this looks good. Let's go with this on International Women's Day. I know you're trying to like. Go with the angle of like, oh, that yeah, they could, we can help them start their we're, culinary yeah, careers. We're going to throw right. the sexism back in their face as a joke. But the woman belong in the kitchen sentence is a very sexist uh, sentence. Yeah, like obviously you can't start off your uh, a, a conversation on International it's, Women's Day. It's like making a racist joke and then being like, we're doing great things to help support that race through our community yeah. fund. It's like, wait, wait, what did? But what did you say above that? It's, yeah, it's like, almost like uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like breast cancer awareness. But what Adidas just did. Remember that? Tweet oh, that they just made? tweeted tits. And they just tweeted a bunch of tits. Like, it's just oh so yeah, weird. like that was like another thing. I, I, <laughs> like, can you see what they're trying to do? Like, like, like show it's like okay for women to do it too. Like, yeah, but like that's just kind of an odd, like it's odd context. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, this is like okay, Adidas. I can see what you're trying to do here. But it's just not working right now. You this uh, is not working. You're, on you're social expecting media. people to to understand too much. Like yeah. just a lot of people, people are going to see that sentence and angrily keep scrolling. Like it, that's Twitter, or it looks objective, objectifying to some people. You know, it's like this doesn't, this might not. Don't put this on Twitter. Yeah, at least just, just this is not the space. Yeah, but um, I'm I, I'm sorry, I got a sidetracked. I'm going to buy Pusha T as well. I think just the Push fact it. that we live in a world where a company can pay a guy, at least I've never heard of, to create a diss track to another company and like that's perfectly legal i just i just love america and i just love that that uh this is happening so america. I, I i'm buy it buy it 100 um all right moving down the list we have brown grass because spring is back luckily when we flew out of here on wednesday it was uh, like six inches of snow still and we came back and it was just all gone so uh but now we returns the season of brown grass and puddles uh what do you guys you guys buying or selling that I'll buy it because it means winter is ending, thank God, until we get fourth winter in Minnesota in a couple of weeks. But it's just signs that we're about to have nice weather again. So, yeah, I'm in. Maybe because I've seen it. I've seen this happen and then it snows in April. Right. I was going to say spring, spring, like when we were talking about spring with Chad in uh, during the interview, he said, you know, I wish we had less of uh, or more of a spring. It's so true because it's like spring in Minnesota is like, oh, yeah, like it's nice out, but like it could snow again. Yeah, it's it, but I'm I'm gonna sell brown grass just because yeah, it's a sign for obviously it ending, but in 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 the present of it, it's it's gross, it's disturbing to look at, 
It's and then it means also means slushiness and it's wet and it just it looks unappealing and gross. The weather is great. That means the weather is probably warmer out. But then you, the big thing for me is when you hit that time in, in fall or even right before summer, you know, end of May, where the weather is not too hot or it's not too cold and everything's green. It's flourishing. Um, there's color. It's just it's 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 very appealing. It's like you're it, you're on you're on nature's drug, which is which is Mother Earth. You know, like dude, bro, f- fuck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> that kind of shit. I almost censored myself. I thought I was on the radio show for a second. Nope. Yeah, we're safe. We're, we're in a safe, safe space we're in good. podcast world here. Uh, I'm going to sell it as well. I, I do like the idea of buying it because spring is here, but for someone who plays golf, it's the hardest thing to hit a ball out of. Like You can't take a divot. It's hard. Uh, like It hurts your club sometimes if you skull it too hard, and everything just runs. Nothing spins. I know I just said a lot of golf words there, but golfers will understand that uh, no one wants to play golf on brown grass, so we just kind of got to wait until it gets green in a few weeks until it snows again. But uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. All right, um, moving right along, we have uh, Las Vegas, the city that tried to murder us this weekend and was not successful. Cam? It, it depends on when you ask me. Like right now I'm selling it because I was just there and I've had enough. But like yeah. last week before we went, I would have bought the shit out of it because I was pumped. But yeah. it, it has its time. But right now, it's I'm selling it. It's a it's a currency that looks like uh, kind of like early Bitcoin, where people are like, "This is not going to happen." Like, so I'm selling it. This isn't going to go well. But then you buy into it, you know, some years down the road. That's what Vegas is. Well, like you and, buy in and, and out then it, of it and then it tanks. Yes, and, and that's then, yeah. when you get home. Then you sell it, but then it, it starts going back up again. And you're like, "Oh, I'm going to buy into this," you know, like right before you hit the trip. So this is kind of tough one, but like I'm, I'm definitely, I, I'd lean to more of buying it cause I'm not going to completely sell it, but I think it's a, it's a, a buy and sell throughout the year. You, you get confident in it and then you buy it, but then you, but then you, you realize it was a it. bad investment later, bad investment. So you sell it, but then you buy it again. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, but that, yeah, but then you'll see it on the news again in a few days and there's all this hype around how much it's going up. So you buy it more and then you sell it again. Mm-hmm. Right. I, well, I never thought I would sell it <clears throat> because, like, even people would tell me that, like, the recovery from Vegas is real. But I never really believed them because I was just like, well, I've had hangovers before and the next day I was fine. No, I'm dealing mm-hmm. with it right now. Shit's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Like, it's been two days. It. I I genuinely think if I didn't get that hotel room, I, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm going to sell it for now. I love the city of Las Vegas. Wouldn't even mind one day getting, like, some sort of timeshare there just a few weeks out of the year. But I mean, like in a suburb, like not on the strip, not near Fremont, go there when I want, but not all the time. You know, we got to experience right. the, the golf part of Vegas, experience T-Mobile Arena, kind of some other parts of the city that don't have the whole partying aspect and the whole blacking out gambling thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll buy for now and, uh, you know, talk to me in a year from now on Sunday and I'll be ready to sell it to you. Yeah, no, it's a pitch. It's like a timeshare bit. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Might not be great, but then it might be. It's temporary. You'll agree. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good investment. Um, finally, let's end it with Carlos Correa, the guy who uh, the twins just uh, signed from from Houston. Houston. The cheater. The cheater. Cheater. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's a great signing. But Cam, what are you, you going to do? For me, like, um, I'm probably buying this more than anything else on here. Like, you guys are more hockey guys than me, like baseball and one is like one of my main sports so baseball it, is dying cam it's it's boring <laughs> it's no. exciting to see like the mantra around the twins has been like the pole ad pocket protectors forever like since i've been alive mm-hmm. pretty much so we we signed him and it, it honestly blew my mind so it, it got me super excited i would love to see us still like make a make a move to get a little bit more pitching but either way like 
it just brings excitement that we haven't really had in a while. So it's great. I just hope they don't trade him to the Yankees in two years. That would suck. The Polad Yankee traders. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but bad yeah, ass. but then we give them Dumb all ass. of our non championship winning bad juju. We True. give them all of our players and then they don't win. So it's also refreshing to see speaking of the Yankees, they're doing what the twins usually do. They've signed so many like old washed up veterans. Like they just signed Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, hey, welcome to Minnesota Sports. Yeah, it's like it's you great. might make it to the playoffs. The Lakers. Yeah. Lakers, like the Lakers. Good God, yeah, that's a whole other situation. I can't remember who it was on Twitter. I think it might have actually been Veach, maybe not. But someone tweeted, uh, like the Lakers and the Yankees, like because they're like you know how the joke is like if you're a Lakers fan, you're a Yankees fan. Oh yeah, so like all like the the Lakers slash Yankee fans like are in demise right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Lakers slash Yankee slash Cowboys slash Patriots fans. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) slash Buccaneer fans. Buccaneer fans slash. I mean, they won the Super. They won the Super Bowl, but they like signing old dudes too. Yeah, Yeah, true. Exactly. But I mean, I'm I'm. I'm legitimately buying it, um, drunkenly selling it. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I'm gonna. I'm definitely buying into it. I think it's a, a great signing. The Twins are, you know, they desperately need those those guys to give them that that bump and and to get them going a little bit, give them a little bit of a boost. Even though they always seem to just shit the bed, um, especially in the playoffs. But uh, he's the kind of guy that could maybe come in and and uh push this team to 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 the next to the next limit but i mean again like i'm worried that they're just going to have shit pitching again and that's where i'm worried at yeah i mean i, I get that argument um i mean getting sunny gray helped too but we'll see what happens we have a lot of young arms so hopefully some of them pan out i hate the carlos correa trade this is all a bit this this <laughs> this, this sucks this is a terrible trade he's a cheater he's going to need now a we're, now to now we're ball. now we're going to lose the super bowl now we're going to lose the super bowl <laughs> now we're going to have an investigation into our team <laughs> in a couple years for cheating cuz he's going to bring cheating mentality i'll i'll no. i'll personally reach out to carlos and tell him that i will bring the drum yeah Aww. dude if it happens if it happens from the crowd it's not cheating right carlos correa no, um, but he might be a changed man. Being I might get here. kicked out of the game, but as I'm getting kicked out, I'll throw you the drum. Yeah, no, that's okay. The and, then, and then we keep going until oh, the yeah. next person gets kicked out. Then we keep it going. Do we want to win a championship here or not? Okay, he obviously did it with a trash can. We can do it too. Right. But I'm, I'll, then for that fact, I will buy it. Okay, there we go. Um, oh. Yeah, I, 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 there's not really much I can say. I'll buy. Um, I, I don't watch as much baseball as you can, but if you think it's good, then I think it's good, and that's just where I'm at, at as a fan. Right now, I'm just so so deep in the NHL and the NFL free agency that I'm like, I know like the, obviously it's MLB free agency too, but those teams are playing like now, or I guess the Colts won't play till another year from now, but the tw- the twins are just like third on my list right now. So I'm just like, all right, it happened. I'm going with it. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I, I know like he would always tear us up when he played against us. It's yeah. what I yeah, always no, think yeah. about him and that little bitch Altuve. Yeah. The, yeah. See if, that's something I can agree with you on, Jake. If it was Altuve, I actually probably wouldn't be that happy because I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. But um, last note on Korea too, like he murders at Target Field. Like, mm-hmm. his stats are insane. So I think it's I also cool. feel like in that whole ordeal, like because it was always like Correa Altuve when it came to like the whole pit, like the whole like cheating scandal. It always seemed like Altuve was like the, the, the he was always like the the troubled child, and, and uh, Correa was like the the guy who was just going along. Like yeah. he 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 didn't want to do it, but like he was getting you know peer pressured by his friend Altuve. He's like, let's break into that old building. He's like, oh, are you sure we should? He's like, yes, we're doing it. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> That's probably not true, but I don't know. He just looks more innocent than Altuve. Altuve just looks like a douchebag. So yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That just shows you how much of an expert I am at baseball. If the Twins are good, I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah, I'm wondering now if uh, the Dodgers come to Target Field and uh, Joe Kelly's pitching. 
Nope. Is he still on the Dodgers? Nope. He's even, this is better. He's on the White Sox. Really? Oh. Are you serious? So we might be able to see some more. Uh, yeah. I will Korea laugh. might have a lot more intentional walks now. Okay. That's going to help the team. I'm, Hell yeah. I'm buying tickets, okay, to the first White Sox <laughs> Twins game. And they I'll, need to start him against Kelly. Them, right? Yeah, so well, Joe Kelly goes oh, up against Korea. Probably. He's a reliever, probably. Not a baseball but, guy. I mean, he's coming out of the bullpen. But still, if he comes out of the bullpen to pitch to Korea, I'm going to be like, hit him, Joe. Try it. Try it, bitch. Yeah, we yeah, we want to get a guy on base. We're losing by yeah, seven. Yeah, come on. Yeah, hit him. Hit him. Courage. If you're still upset about it. Korea just pimps a walk-off home run off of him or something like that. Be hey, they, this would be a great time for a revenge tour. Yeah. I mean, was Korea one of the guys he did throw at? That, mm-hmm. was, the, that was the main. So... If I remember right, the Joe Kelly like lip thing, it was because of Correa. Really? Like he was getting into it with Correa. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's perfect. So I, I didn't know that, that he was the player that triggered that. I knew he was maybe involved in who he threw, you know, balls at and shit, but like that's gold. Like we need to go. And we need to see that face again, except it needs to be in a White Sox jersey. Yes. I, I do, I do still respect, I do still love that Joe Kelly bit. Oh, yeah. And him throwing at him because like they did they get They painted a mural of that in LA. It was pretty yeah. much a we, protest. We took a MLB. picture in front of it. Yeah, that was badass. That's sick. Yeah, so still Joe Kelly fans, but just hopefully he goes a little easier on him or tries to hit uh, Correa because then it's a guy on base. So. That's what I'm saying. If he's still upset about it, I'm not mad about it. I wouldn't mind getting a guy on base. I mean, he's going to have to take a pitch. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's actually electric. If if the White Sox are playing the uh, first, we got to go to some White Sox oh. games this year to see that matchup. I just double checked it because it's been a while since this story broke. What Joe Kelly told Correa was fucking hilarious. After he struck him, he said, nice swing, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Oh, geez. And he did the, he's got those goofy glasses on, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I would love to see that and, and see if he still has, like, animosity towards him and, and Houston, even though he's on the Twins. But that's awesome. That's that going to be an incredible rivalry. That kind of made my Hell, day yeah. now. They're going to play each that. other all the time. Yes. Like, all the time. It's not just about, like, oh, he's on this team. Like, if he was still on the Dodgers, like, do they play him this year? No, it's going to be all the time. The best part is that, like, now after these moves, like, at least in my eyes, I see that these two teams are going to be the ones to compete for the champ for the AFC, or, wow, AFC, AFC my, NFC. My brain is fucked. I mean, the AFC, the I mean, AL the AFC. Central, AL Central, Vegas, baby, <sighs> Vegas, I think, baby. Yeah, the White Sox are going to be a pretty hard to beat, but uh, it's it's. Um, I, I hope for the best. Yeah, Vegas, baby. All right, well, uh, that just oh. wraps up. We we had a pretty action packed show for you guys, uh, the best we could, while just abs- yeah. just nothing left in the tank. So Can you tell if we were fucked up. Hit me up on Wednesday, and we'll see if I've recovered by then. But uh, like I said, we got the Vegas watch party coming up this Saturday at five thirty p.m. at Eagle Street Grill with the Minnesotan. Uh, it's gonna be a fun pregame party. So show up, come hang out with that, and we'll go into the wild game together. Uh, use Better Edge promo code ten k. Look up everything we do, 10K Takes, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can also go to our website, 10ktakesmn.com, to read all of our awesome blogs. Then listen to some of our other shows. We're on the radio every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on KFan Plus, uh, kfanplus.iheart.com, or 96.7. And then listen to some of the other pods. We got the has-beens, the uh, It's Just a Nickname. We got the Third and Forever. We're going to have a Vikings one coming out pretty soon. Uh, the wild takes boys. They got. They're gonna have some some stuff to say probably about this about this flurry drama. I so. love the. Uh, I love the terminology wild takes boys. It's very close to wild boys. Mm-hmm. Just they just throw the word takes in yeah, there. Yeah. You do. But uh, this has pick. been another episode of It's a Bit presented by Ten Thousand Takes, and we'll see you guys next time.